Every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. Not mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this, the latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am Mike Falkenstein. So great to be with you. And I'm here again with uh, Ken Watmore. And uh, Ken, we're seeing some warmer weather here in Denver. It's been nice to be kind of out and about. And Oh, it's beautiful. You know, this weekend, this last weekend, and uh, was filled with you know, in will the next couple of weekends probably will be graduation ceremonies and yeah, that's uh, right, getting together and things like that. And uh, you know, we barbecued over the weekend. We mm. you know we hung out and we played. We were you know doing that beanbag toss game in the front yard and all the stuff you've been waiting for. You know, it was just great. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And there was just something I think about these uh, kind of these late season snows that we got that make this even better oh right? yeah no I mean, doubt yeah we <laughs> were... get two snows of 19 inches each it yeah. yeah that adds up but yeah in the midst of them we had this one period of really warm weather so we i were, know i think we were all excited for yeah. it and then it snowed again and we were like <laughs> oh man so yeah what fantastic time here in colorado it really is so well ken we've got a great uh, actually another interview episode mm-hmm. and we've got a uh, i had the distinct pleasure of interviewing david joannis which is um one of my uh, new friends uh, that i found online actually and uh, he and i and another man by the name of steve Shermer. actually i'm i'm just interviewing him here soon as well have formed this little thing that we're calling the missions blab mm. and so the missions blab kind of long story short is just a an opportunity for the three of us who each have a heart to both uh, mobilize Christians towards Great Commission fulfillment and educate people on sort of what's happening in these unengaged and unreached areas have come together. And for those of you that aren't aren't familiar with this new online tool called Blab, Blab is just a, a company that's put together a, I've been calling it kind of like a, you know, it's like attending a, a, a conference uh, seminar, but you're all online. It shows you up to four people who are... Um, uh, you can see their video, and you can actually then, um, as a part of that, you can, other people can, like I can drop off the video, another person can come on, and, but any, as, as an unlimited amount of people that can actually watch and post content and post uh, questions, and it's really been a great tool, and I think we're only going to be using it more and more, and, um, you know, I mean, we've had up to 40, 50 people that have, you know, that have attended some of these things, and so it's Mm, been really, yeah, it's been really great, and so in this interview, I wanted to get David's thoughts about a blog post that he did, which I'll post that information in the show notes of this episode, but he was talking about reaching unengaged people groups, which Again, we we talk about uh, you know terms. These unengaged people groups around the world are people groups who literally have not only no Bible translation, but they have no, they've never been engaged by the the gospel of Jesus Christ ever. And there's literally thousands of these groups around the world. So uh, reaching these unengaged people groups 
through the content of actually uh, urban ministry. So the idea here is that you've got an unengaged people group, especially young people, go to university in the city. And boy, if you're already in that city, rather than having to hike you know, a week to get to these people, right. some of those people are actually coming down to the city. Mm-hmm. And you might have, as we, we hear David talk about in the interview, uh, you know, you might have 20, 30 unengaged people groups represented at this one university. And so we talk quite a bit in the interview about, okay, so are those people then going back to their unengaged group? You know, how many of them are actually, you know, becoming Christians, you know, the effectiveness. And of course, David and I both have kind of our context of our ministry in China, but this idea, this, this ministry philosophy might just work around the world. Sure. And it just shows that these people have a thirst for knowledge because they're making the effort to get there, to learn, Yeah, right. which means they have a thirst for truth, right? Yeah, and that's so, right. Um, anytime we are on a quest to learn more, it always can be brought back to the fact that we really deeply want to know the truth about things, right? And we yeah. know that the truth is founded in our Lord. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, what an opportunity. Yeah. So hope everyone uh, enjoyed this interview and uh, we'll be back here in a bit to make some more comments. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And I've got another great interview episode. And actually, we've got something a first here at the Made for Missions podcast. We've got David Joannis within Reach Global with us. And he then, uh, David, you've already been on the podcast once. And so you're the first person that we've interviewed twice now. And so and you're back in your home area of Thailand. How are things going there? Yeah, good. I'm honored to be the first person to be on two times on your podcast so <laughs> an honor yeah. yeah i've been in the states for five months oh well four months and then china for one month and uh finally home sweet home kind of home is very elusive for a missionary but home here in chiang mai thailand that's great that's great well obviously you know you've been on the podcast before also you and i have been doing this online almost like a you know conversation type tool we've been doing this missions blab and uh, together with our compatriot, Steve Shermer. And uh, so you have an interest in, you know, talking about missions type things, as do I. And I just happened to see a, a blog post from three years ago, actually, that you reposted on social media. And uh, the title of the post is Reaching Unengaged People Groups Through Urban Mission. And just to give people a little bit of sort of context, tell folks what within reach global does what you've been doing and kind of how that relates to unengaged or unreached people groups. Yeah. Thanks. Um, within reach global is an organization. My wife and I started, I've been living in China for almost 20 years. I'm 38 soon here. So I went when I was 19 and, uh, Within Reach Global has been focusing on reaching unreached people groups in very urban, I'm sorry, very rural settings for many, many years. Uh, we'll go travel days, sometimes many, many hours into v- these villages that are tucked away in the very agrarian landscape of southwest China and focusing on people who have never once heard the gospel. We'll then, after that initial evangelism, begin to disciple them baptize them perhaps in a uh, bathtub in China, and then uh, continue seeing them grow and flourish in their newfound faith. And the goal is obviously to uh, see whole communities reached with the gospel and them take the gospel back to their own people, tribe, and language. And uh, we've seen great breakthrough, but as you're mentioning this blog post, there has been a kind of a turning, a shifting, uh, recalibrating in my mind and spirit about 
how we go about reaching unreached people groups in the China setting. Okay, so that's great. That that sets us up well. So in the blog post you're talking about, yes, this very thing, these, these far-flung places that you've been in the 24-hour sleeper bus uh, trips, which, as a side note, I like sleeper bus actually, but probably not not 24 hours. Uh, not 24 hours at a time, yeah, right? That's uh, I, I agree with that's you. Some, on, that's some, I agree with you on that. That's a long that's time. A, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's some serious sleeper bus. But that's probably all the sleeper bus you want for a while once you've done something like that. But <laughs> yes, uh, so you so you're going on sleeper bus to all these places, and you know, um, again, you've told the stories. I think when you're on the podcast last time about. You know, you go to these rural villages and they, you ask them if they've ever heard about Jesus and what do they say many times? Yeah, I mean, I always say it in uh, Chinese because I do think it's amazing when I ask them, have you ever heard of Jesus? And they will say something like, is that a brand of a soap? Or, I mean, some people have said, wow. is that your uncle? I don't know him. I mean, they have literally no concept of what in the world a Jesus is. I, I always wow. think of that quote, the gospel is only good news if it gets there in time. Carl F.H. Henry said that. And you think of these mm -hmm. areas. Yes, the gospel is good news, but it has not yet reached, you know, one fourth of the world's population. So why is reaching unreached people groups or unengaged tribes not a priority for the global church? Again, there's some shifting and changing, but by and large, this has to change and we need to focus on those who have not yet heard the gospel. That's exactly right. And uh, I know that I'm just learning even myself that, uh, you know, there are somewhere between 150 to 200 people groups just within the borders of China that don't yet have a any level of uh, Bible translation that has been done in their own language and uh which, yeah, I think for many people that I'm talking to, they're, I think they're just surprised that there are so many of these people groups, certainly in China where I've been involved and in other places that still are unengaged. I mean, it's, it's quite incredible in that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's tough for us to understand or imagine when we have to trip over 10 churches on the way to our church that we attend. You know, every corner has a fellowship of some kind in these areas, we're talking, like you said, no Bible translation, no Christian bookstore, no radio broadcast with the Christian gospel, no missionary, no church, no access to the gospel. And why should anyone have the right to hear the gospel twice when there are so many who have yet to hear it once? Mm. It's uh, something that I think is on the heart of God. He loves these people, and we cannot forget them. Mm, that's right. And so that brings us to this blog post, which of course I'll put in the in the show notes. So you're saying in the in the post that obviously reaching the remaining unreached people groups in the 1040 window is and always will be your passion. But then you say the catch is there is a mass generational exodus that has occurred in Asia's rural regions as young and middle-aged people seek opportunities in the big cities. And so that gets us to kind of the crux of, you know, your your post, right? So there are maybe opportunities for, for you to reach some of these minority unreached groups just by staying in the city and not having to go out there. So I guess I'm curious, even from the time that you wrote the post, it's been three years now, what are you seeing? Are you seeing that that's potentially a, a better strategy of reaching some of these unengaged people groups? Yeah, it's a um, great question. I, I hesitate to say it's a better strategy because 
that means that we're going to lose perhaps either a whole generation or whole communities who do live in rural areas. But let me kind of paint the picture here. China has been going undergoing okay, this massive economic boom, and we all know about it. I first moved into Kunming, mm-hmm. southwest China in 1997. And I mean, what, mm-hmm. where I stood once at the edge of the city where rice fields continued along the horizon is now a burgeoning city of skyscrapers. And so they've got this massive plan called urban migration, China's urban migration system, where they're pulling. Previously, there had been 20% of people, the population of China. That's a big population, by the way, <laughs> living in the cities. Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, we're talking 1.3 billion people here. That's That's nearly four times the size of our country, America. And so... That's right. So, but previously, 20% of the population have been living in big cities, 80% in rural regions. Now, I don't know the present statistics, but there is a massive influx of people moving to the cities. And so now I go back to the villages that I once went to 15, 20 years ago. There is a whole demographic that's missing. You will not see someone from age 10 to about 35 or 40. I mean, there's a couple stragglers here and there mm. who are still back in their, their home villages. But by and large, for the most part, all these people have moved to the city in search for better jobs, better life, etc. And, you know, in the blog post, it says in the year 1800, there were three cities with a population of one million or more. And then 100 years later, 1900, there were 16 cities with a population of one million or more. Mm. 1950... There were 74. And in 2010, this is already six years old, but in 2010, there were 442 cities with a population of 1 million or more. I mean, you think of Beijing alone as 20 plus million, Manila, 22 million, Bangkok, 22 million. So the city is a massive focus and you can even reach unreached people groups, the poor, uh, young people, culture shapers. So I think it's something that we need to focus on the cities and how to intentionally reach unreached and unengaged tribes. Mm, That's great. So it brings up maybe a couple of questions in my mind. First, amongst those folks within these minority people groups that are going and being a part of this mass generational exodus to the cities. So let's say you, you do focus on them there. Are they then eventually going back home and bringing the gospel? Or is there, I guess it could even just be for Chinese New Year or, and they're definitely going home. They may not be going home to stay, right? In general, yes, I think you're right. Uh, Definitely for Chinese New Year, they're going to go home and kill a pig and roast it with their family and have spend time. But in the future, they won't be returning home and give us two generations I can't say that most tribes, but a, a large majority of these peoples are losing their language as it becomes synthesized more and more Chinese. So this influx into the city is going to radically transform how unreached people groups live and survive and thrive. So they are going home, and the, hopefully the idea then is that they are, yeah, I mean, if they've become a disciple of Jesus, they're excited to, to tell their family Right. But it sounds like you you would still need, at least at this point, a sort of a dual 
strategy maybe where you're still taking sleeper by some and focusing on the some of these folks in the that have moved to urban areas as well is that what you're yeah, finding I, I like that thought how you mentioned that and that's exactly what we're doing it within reach global and when i say big cities let's let's take yunnan southwest china uh where our ministry is focused mm. for example okay there's 84 million people in the province when I say they're wow. moving to big cities, they're not all moving into the one major capital city. I think more what I'm talking about when I wrote this post is even including the smaller counties nearby the rural villages. Even those small counties mm. and small cities are growing and changing and economically developing as well. So what we do is we have six outreach centers at Within Reach Global, and they are located both in the big city, the major capital, and in these smaller counties slash cities nearby the rural villages. Okay. So from the home of an unreached village I used to travel to, I mean, it used to be 24 hours, now it's about nine by sleeper bus. <laughs> but even closer, mm. we have an outreach center about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour and a half away from these villages surrounding the city. So our center is kind of like right in the hub of where all these unreached people groups are makes it very easy for our local missionaries to travel back to the homes of these unreached and unengaged tribes. Well, Ken, the, uh, the interview is going well, and, uh, you know, it's fun to be able to get an opportunity to talk with David. Let's just take a quick break, if that sounds good, and we'll let our friend Tom Moeller say a few words, and we'll be right back. Hi, Tom Moeller again. I'm often stricken by the passion of the missionaries of the 1800s. They had a clear understanding of the Great Commission command and their responsibility to obey. Listen to a couple of these quotes from these missionary heroes. Hudson Taylor, the first Western missionary to go into the inland provinces of China. The Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. Or how about Henry Martin, missionary to India and Persia? The Spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions the nearer we get to him, the more intensely missionary we become. It is the same spirit that Mike Falkenstein and the Made for Missions team brings to their calling to mobilize Christians toward the Great Commission. For those who want to join Mike and the team with that same zeal, I would encourage you to visit MikeFalkenstein.com and peruse the website and join Mike and his team and mobilizing Christians toward the Great Commission. Well, Ken, I'm excited about hearing the second half of this interview uh, with David. And yeah, it's fun to see how God is at work. Again, these unengaged groups in urban areas. What a great potential idea, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I love listening into the interview and I'm looking forward to hearing the rest. I think uh, more and more as you do these interviews, you know, you're reaching out to some people that we're all interested in hearing from because there's so many amazing things going on and then even some amazing ideas of things that we can do and can go on. Uh, and David's one of those examples of somebody who's got some vision uh, yeah, and yeah, calling, definitely. right? So yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Yeah. So hope you guys enjoy the second half and uh, we'll be back here in a minute. Okay. That's That sounds great. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned these county areas that are kind of next to the cities. Some of these cities are growing so quickly <laughs> that where you think you're in a somewhat semi-rural area, a year later, it becomes sort of major city. Doesn't you're, it? you're right. I mean, those there's some of those cities are growing so quickly. So, yeah. 
So it sound, sounds like you're on to something in terms of obviously not all the people who are listening today would be uh, interested in China. So I would assume that, yeah, you could take this maybe this dual strategy to Africa and to, you know, areas in South America where there's still unengaged people groups or because certainly we're anywhere around the world, right? There's probably just even the statistics that you gave about the, yeah, again, in 20, 2010, there were 442 major cities there over a million or more. Now there's probably more. So there's probably around the world, this mass generational exodus and, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you talked with other ministry leaders in other places? Are they? Have you got a sense of uh, is this same kind of thing happening in other places around the world? It's most definitely happening in other places around the world as well. People in general want a better life than the sticks they grew up in. <laughs> and uh, although I mm-hmm. speak in the China context, because that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years, there's no doubt that reaching unreached people groups in urban settings is a powerful thing. You know, we talked about uh, previously, there are prayers, there are senders, there are goers. And Recently, there's been a new position, let's say, for mobilization or evangelization of the gospel that is greeters. And we often talk about being a greeter in our home country of America because you have, you know, college students coming from around the world to go to universities Mm. in our own zip codes. So the power of being a greeter and greeting those people who represent, by the way, unreached and unengaged people groups back in their home countries. We talk about that in the American context. However, we can also talk about that in the context of their own country. These people come from the village. They break kinship ties. They are far away from family, kind of precarious relationally, and they're living in this pluralistic society. They're actually quite easy to reach in the city setting because they're already searching mm. for relationship. They're already, if, if you go into a village and you start presenting the gospel, you know, they're in their own context and you are this foreign, gospel always comes in from a foreign entrance, but it can be difficult to be received in a place where they're all relationally strong, where they have their animistic or Buddhist or whatever other religion in their own local setting. But then you take that unreached person who represents an un reached people group out of that context into the big city, into a smaller city, even a county, they're searching for relationship. They're searching for something better in life. They're searching for hope. So there exists this spiritual vacuum. And I think the problem is, though, if I was to make this public and talk about reaching unreached people groups in urban settings, there is an intentionality that needs to be focused on. Just because you're in the big city right next to the unreached people groups who are in the big city doesn't mean you're reaching unreached people groups in urban settings. You have to be intentional about focusing, doing surveys and research. Where are these tribes? In one of our outreach centers, it's called The Bridge. If you go on withinreachglobal.org, you can check out The Bridge. It's one of our outreach centers. In a four-mile radius, there's over 140,000 college students who are studying in 10 universities. I mean, that's wow. twice as big as my hometown I grew up in, in a four-mile radius. Oh, right. And we just did this research, this survey, last year, and found that there was nearly 30 unreached people groups right there in our midst. So where I spent hours and hours wow. in these villages traveling and then finally sitting down with one single family in an unreached people group, now I could go down to the university area, meet about 20 different, 30 different people groups who are unreached, that is, they have no... Uh, strong representation of the gospel witness in their own tribe. I could spend 
five hours with 30 different tribes and really see some relationships built, some breakthroughs. And uh, I think it's, it's a powerful way of reaching unreached people groups. That's great. Yeah, you mentioned in your post about the Nationalities University, and I assume that's part of what you're mentioning. At least in China, you know, they've got these universities, right, where a lot of minority people groups are represented, mm-hmm. aren't they? That's right. Yeah, I mean, Nationalities College was the university that I studied Chinese at many, many years ago. I studied for about three and a half years, Mandarin Chinese. And mm. so every single day, you know, in class, outside class, I was rubbing shoulders with the Lahu and the Wa and the Yi, Dai, Konga, all these tribes who, in retrospect, I didn't realize at the time, have no gospel witness in their own tribe. And we're talking thousands and thousands of people in their community that they represent. And so that that one university alone, 16,000 peoples, I mean, there's no doubt that you sit in the middle of that campus and you'll be surrounded by the unreached and unengaged tribes. And you could go around the corner and eat McDonald's with them now. You know, we're not talking like uh, oh. their local <laughs> delicacies up on the mountain, you know, Kung Pao Kitty or whatever else oh, right. I've tried over the years. <laughs> so <laughs> it's globalization, it's modernization, and yet an intentional focus on unreached people groups in urban cities can be a powerful way of reaching whole communities back in their hometowns. That's great. And I would just really encourage those that are listening to, yeah, in your own setting, if you're in in a city area to be looking for these, for these, yeah, you might, you might be surprised who you find right there in your, right there where you're doing ministry. So, uh, David, thank you so much for, uh, for being with us. Why don't you give folks once again, sort of all of the, how they can get in touch with you, whatever, you know, touch points you want to give to folks. We'd love to have them find out more about what you're doing in South China. Well, thanks, Mike. Yeah, you know, lastly, I I would like to say this. Not everybody is going to go overseas, move to China, and it may sound a little foreign, all these things that I'm talking about. If we want to bring a little more clarity, let's just say this. In your zip code, wherever you are, for the most part, you go down to the university or one of the colleges in your city and start looking, start asking around for where the international students are from, for example. And you're going to realize perhaps that there are unreached people groups in your own hometown. Be intentional about reaching unreached people mm-hmm. groups, not even not only praying from afar, but taking action in your own home city, because I, I think the heart of God really beats for these people. So if you want to learn more, right. um, go to withinreachglobal.org. And uh, you could obviously check out our Facebook page as well, Within Reach Global on Facebook. And then I also blog at davidjoannis.com. That's my name.com. Um, probably be in the show notes here as well. And uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I always love partnership and, and seeing how God is moving different people's hearts. And someday, surprisingly enough, Mike and I have never met in person, but we'll, we'll be sitting on a mountaintop in China someday soon, I'm sure. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, either that or Carl uh, come for a visit and uh, love to learn what you guys are doing in Thailand also. Awesome. So thank you. I got to try some of that great fruit you keep hey, talking hey, about. It's so. my treat once you get here. <laughs> great. Well, David, thanks again. And yeah, we'll look forward to having you back here on the podcast here All soon. Right. Thank you so much, Mike. Well, Ken, maybe for me, the final thoughts on this interview would just be, you know, that uh, 
Really, I guess my main final thought is that, again, even though the David is talking about the context of sort of China or, the, you know, he works in kind of that area where in southern China where they're, you know, you might kind of dip into Laos or Vietnam or, you know, that kind of that that southern border area. I think this idea of uninga- reaching unengaged groups who have sent some to urban areas is a model that, uh, again, as I mentioned in the interview, and I asked David, could just be used everywhere around the world, right? Oh, absolutely. No question about it. Yeah. So yeah, it's very exciting. So I hope you all enjoyed this interview. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And uh, again, uh, we'd love to hear from you. I'm at Missions Mike on Twitter. Of course, you can go to my website, again, MikeFalkenstein.com. Ken is at Ken Watmore. And uh, yeah, we've enjoyed the engagement that we've been having on Twitter, and we'd love to have more. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for um, tuning in. We'll look forward to having you on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast. 